0: This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Hello, everyone. Isaiah O'Connor here. I'm back. It's been a while since I've posted a video or even an audio version of this podcast. I do apologize for me being gone so long. Um, I also apologize for keep hitting this microphone. Got to figure out how to avoid doing that. So, uh, just a little explanation. I've been out of commission for the last couple of weeks. I've been suffering some massive migraines. I've been dealing with some pretty intense headaches, dizziness, uh, to the point of not even being able to stand. And it's been pretty rough. Uh, Went to the hospital, got it dealt with, and uh, it's starting to come back starting to get better, finally. So I'm able to record again. So I do hope that you'll forgive me for uh, just kind of dropping off the radar there like that for a while. Uh, hopefully, you'll 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 uh, forgive me better than the YouTube and the uh, podcasting algorithms because they are not very nice when it comes to those things. You either are uploading and making them happy, or not uploading and not making them happy. No real middle ground about it. Anyway, so with that, I am. Back with uh, today's episode. And during this time, oh, and right after my migraines finally started going away, I was able to kind of function. My five year old got COVID, and we were then quarantined in our tiny little house for the next seven days straight and unable to record during that time period. Now, you don't need to worry, my five year old um tanked um zero absolutely zero symptoms the entire time completely asymptomatic matter of fact the only reason we knew is we found out that his kindergarten teacher had covid and so we had to test every single kid and we tested him and he tested positive and um no problem whatsoever absolutely fine happy boy Matter of fact, he had never felt better in weeks. He actually had a regular cold for a couple of weeks that used was coughing and seizing and running nose and all that good stuff, and that cleared up. Then he gets COVID, and then COVID didn't even bother him at all. Um, it was the Delta variant, apparently. So, yeah, nothing to stress about. But it did make for a hard time getting away to create content because of uh, quarantine. So here we are. I'm back. Um, let's get into this. While I was doing this, while I was in quarantine with my wife, we spent a lot of time watching TV at night when we finally got the kids down, and we started watching some uh, of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares and um, Hotel Hell, or whatever that show is, where he does the whole hotel and kitchens and everything else. And this is kind of a fun show, and if you've never seen it, um, if you've never seen it, it's one of these shows where the chef shows up at a place that's failing, losing money, and he goes in, he finds out what's wrong, and he helps them try to fix it, and helps them try to save their business. Um. So he goes in, tries to fix it, and it was interesting. Give me a little bit of something to work with for today's podcast, and that is. Uh, not every single one. Some people, there was one episode of Hotel Hell where the people who started the hotel actually were very successful at first for a couple of years, but then a tragedy occurred in their family and they just lost their focus and things went downhill from there. And they did okay, they came back okay. Hold on just a moment. I'm sorry. I'm also have a little bit of a hangover. Cough from a cold I had on top of the migraine. <coughs> no, it's not COVID. Tested multiple times. Anyway, so most of these episodes, a large amount of these episodes, as a matter of fact, only one exception, these people that are struggling with the restaurant, struggling with the hotel struggling to, to bring in guests, they, they do have something I've noticed in common. And part of that is they buy the business. They buy it. They think it's an investment, or they think it's going to be a fun idea. I've always wanted to run a bed and breakfast. I've always wanted to own a restaurant. I have no clue what they're doing, no experience, no idea about anything in the hospitality business at all, and they just decide, okay, this is a restaurant, it's going to be a great investment. Well, on a side note, if you're planning to buy a restaurant, you better really know what the heck you're doing. Yes, a restaurant can be an investment. Yes, you can make money owning and running a restaurant. But it's got to be one of the most difficult industries to run and operate a business. And I will be doing a podcast, video cast, whatever you want to call it, on that later date because I have way much more restaurant experience than I would ever want to have. My dad has been a restaurant manager for most of his life. Um, My mom was a server in restaurants. I've worked as a cook, as a server. Um, I've even done delivery driving for Pizza Hut. Been offered management positions in restaurants. I know the restaurant industry and business pretty decently well, and it's not easy. I think the average turnover rate, and this is just off the top of my head every couple of years as a restaurant, at least here where we are, we see restaurants come and go all the stinking time. It's really hard to make go at restaurants in general. And that's a whole nother podcast. But the other thing is, uh, these restaurant owners were buying a restaurant as an investment. They wanted to make a go at it. They might like food. They might like this or that or the other thing, but they really have no clue about the business they're buying. Not only that, but they have no clue about business in general. Uh, One lady was a family therapist with no background in restaurants or hotels and jumped in and just was devastating the whole deal. It was really, really bad. Um, because she had no clue what she was doing. She meant well, but didn't know what she was doing. And I see that over and over and over again in this, in the show. Now, of course, it's show, so it's dramatized, I'm sure, a bit. Reality TV is not reality um, in general, with some exceptions. But it's really makes me think about buying a business in general. Should you buy a business? Um, sure. Of course you should. If you haven't got the money, um, being a person that's very debt and risk-adverse, I would say do not buy a business unless you have the cash money to buy it up front. So you're not getting yourself in debt buying a business. But also, you need to look at the business you're buying, you need to look at different things. Uh probably have to do a deep dive into buying a franchise, that's another issue. But outside of a franchise, say you want to buy a little mom and pop restaurant, little hotel, little bed and breakfast, and you want to buy it. A couple things you need to think about. First of all, do you know anything about business? if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I'm hoping you'll know a little bit about business. At least a little bit. That'd be very good. Just a little little bit of business. That'd be a really good thing. Um, But if you're going to buy a business even as just an investment if you're going to buy a business not just buy stock in a business because then you don't have to worry about the day-to-day operations. But if you're buying a business you are now the boss. you got to make sure that people running your place are doing it right. you got to make sure that you have the right management team. You have to do something in this business. You can't just buy a business and just hopefully it makes money and just ignore it. it. doesn't work that well. Matter of fact, one place I worked, somebody bought a restaurant that I worked at. I worked for this guy, and he wanted an investment, and when he got it to the point where he thought he might, he was kind of making a little bit of money, but not much. He's just barely making ends meet. We weren't that big. It was... Some issues. He decided to leave his investment without a management structure, without a chain of command, without a way to resolve problems, without anything else that we needed to operate as a business that he was doing. And he left and he moved five hours away to a different city. And not surprisingly, within a few months after that, things started going south. A few months after that, Business went bankrupt, closed down. I lost my job because again, he took a hands-off approach to running a business. Now, understandably, not every single business is going to be a restaurant or a hotel or a bed and breakfast or something like that that you want to buy. But if you're going to buy a business, you got to know something about the business. If you're buying a store, you want to know that about that store, about the product, about why people want to buy it. You want to look into ah. Stop smacking this microphone. Look into know something about the industry. If you're going to buy a mechanic shop, you better at least figure out something about cars, something about the type of cars they're working on. Make sure that if you buy a mechanic shop, is everyone certified? Is there any complaints against them? Have they cheated people? Have they scammed people? Have they not scammed people? Are they a good reputation? All this stuff. So basically, if you're going to be buying a business, you need a few things. You go ahead, buy a business if you feel like it, you've got the money for it, you want to go buy a business. First of all, you got to be willing to at least initially be a business owner and step in and control what's going on. At least have an understanding of what's going on. At least know what's going on in your business. Know what's happening. Know how it's being run. Know the management. Know the team. Make sure you get the right people in the right spots as um I forgot the guy's name, but in the book, Good to Great, Jim uh, Jim Collins. He says, you have to get the right people on the bus and then the right people in the right seats on the bus. You're driving the bus. So you got to make sure that you know who's on your team, what they do, what their position is, where their skill set is. Do you have a good management team? Do you have a good leadership team? Do you have a good chain of command? Do you have a good way to resolve issues? Do you have a great way to make sure people are getting hired? Make sure there's a firing period process make sure all that's in in line with the business make sure the business can be self-sustaining uh if a business is really well done and turnkey make sure that they're not just saying it's turnkey look at it and make sure when you look into this business don't do it on a whim look at what they're doing another thing i look at is why are they selling the business why are they selling the business Because they might say, oh, it's turnkey, the business works great. And you walk in and the business does work great and and it's turnkey, but the reason they're selling it is because they're not making any money. Because it's in the overpriced. There's something wrong with the business is why they're selling it. Are they selling it because they're just tired of being in the business? Uh, Look at their financials. Look at their growth. Look at their... If their growth has gone down, if it's been stagnant, if they've been breaking even but not making money, uh, you got to look at these things because oftentimes, and the restaurant industry is just a great, because it's a huge example, a great indication of it. You go to a restaurant, and if you're going to buy a restaurant, and you go in at lunchtime and it's empty, why is it empty? You want to look at it. Has this restaurant been around for years and years and years and decades and done well before and now it's empty did something go wrong what's wrong is this something that you can fix is this a uh can you flip the business as it were? can you do like a house it's like buying a house you walk in you don't just buy a house and go i want to buy the house and here's the money take it you gotta know a little bit about a house you have to have an inspector you got to make sure the building inspector knows if it's sound if there's a bad wallpaper on it if there's if the wallpaper's ugly, you can change the wallpaper. That's fixable. If they got a pink toilet for some odd reason, and yeah, my house I grew up in, they had a pink toilet. Don't ask me why. Don't know. But if it's got an ugly pink toilet or something like that, something very superficial, no problem, you can fix that. Easy peasy. Great. Buy the house. You got investment. Things you can fix, right? Easy stuff. But if you go into a house, and you're about to buy a house, and you come in and building inspector says, oh, by the way, the reason they're selling this house so cheap and so quickly is there's a crack in the basement that cannot be repaired. If you buy this house, you might as well just buy the property, bulldoze the place, and rebuild it from the ground up because there's no salvaging this. That's a warning sign. You Maybe you got the money. Maybe you can buy it super cheap was it, it, sell the property, or rebuild on the property, and improve your property value. Great. Cool. Do that. But when it comes to business, you gotta look. Can this be saved? Are they selling it because they're struggling? Were they great before? Do they have a previous good reputation that has gone downhill? What has changed? Is, is there a problem with the management? Is it because the management? Is it because the owner? Uh... Did they poison somebody <laughs> if it's a restaurant again restaurant the the defects in the business are a lot easier to find because quickest, easiest way to tell if a restaurant is a good restaurant bad restaurant is you walk in at dinner time or lunchtime or at breakfast time if it's a breakfast restaurant if you walk in and it's packed wall to wall and people are eating and they're 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 happy and everything's going great. And you check on this a few days. Don't just go on one day just in case it was a fluke. A few days, you check it. Great. Busy, busy, busy every single day. The guy is selling it. Why is he selling it? Well, he's retiring and he doesn't want to run it anymore. Cool. Great. That's a great reason to buy. That's a great reason to, I mean, to sell. That's a good reason for you to probably want to buy. Because if somebody's just retiring and they're just done with it and they're leaving or they want to move on to something else, and they just don't want to be in a restaurant anymore or be a grocery store owner or be a mechanic owner or whatever type of business you're looking at buying and things are good customers are happy and they just want to quit because they're just done they're they're retiring or perhaps the owner actually died and the heir doesn't want it and they're selling it to someone else because you know, it reminds me of their family too much or it's something they just didn't have a heart to run or whatever, there's good reasons to sell a business. Or maybe they want to move. I did try to sell my business beforehand, but ran into some complications because I didn't have it um, as I right, I didn't have the right company. Um, I could sell the company the way I had it, but By the way the corporate structure was set up in Norway here, it was very, very difficult to sell it. Plus, I did not get the business turnkey enough, and that's a whole other conversation we can have. But the reason I was trying to sell the business is I wanted to sell the business to hold my money out of the business, which is called harvesting. There's actually a term for that. If you sell a business to get the profit out of it and leave, it's called a harvest. I wanted to take the money out of the business so I could leave and move to a different place. So I wanted to use the money to fund a move. So I was willing to sell the business. So that's another good reason gotta look at. Is the business going good? Going great? Is the guy moving? Why is he, again, why are they selling? But if they're talking about, oh yeah, I just wanna get out and I'm just kinda done. And you look at the books and business is horrible. They're losing money hand over fist and it looks like they might just be selling just to get out and try to save whatever they have, and the business could be just really, really bad and dying and not salvageable. Now, look into that. Now, some of these things can be fixed. Some businesses can be fixed. Some cannot. Um, for example, you probably wouldn't want to buy somebody selling a Blockbuster store. Okay? Some businesses are dying. They're in a dying industry. They're in a niche industry where in order to run it successfully, you really have to be part of that industry and understand it well enough to make it work. Um, So that might be an issue. Uh, So there's different things in a business where the business may or may not work if you buy it. If you buy it, it may not work. If it's struggling and you buy it, you may not be able to fix it. Um, Buy a restaurant. Turns out the restaurant has poisoned several people in the past and people don't trust it. That's going to be hard to come back to. That's going to be hard to come back from. If you walk into a restaurant, someone's selling, and you go over like Gordon Ramsay, and it's just a complete mess. The kitchen's a mess. It's slimy, dirty, gross. You might be able to fix that, get a better price. Uh, But can you save the reputation? I mean, can you do it? Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. It's a lot of work. Maybe that's another thing I got to say is if you're going to buy a business, initially, initially, you're probably going to have a lot of work on your hands because you have to make decisions about who's going to run it. You going to make sure you have a good team. You have to go look in seeing how the people are working together. Is it a great team you just bought into? Do you have to lay people off? Do you have to get rid of people? Do you have to hire new people? Do you have to find a better way to run it? All this stuff. You're going to be working. And if you're going to be working in the business, again, back to that thing, you got to know about the business. So if you want to buy a restaurant, great. Learn about restaurants. Learn about what it means to operate a restaurant. Learn about having to throw away food that's rotten. How much waste you have, food waste. Look at your energy costs. Look at your food bills. Look at your supply chain. Can you get the food to your restaurant? Can the food be tasty when you're raising your food? Um, you might not want to run a sushi restaurant. Well, you can. There's ways to run it. But it might be more difficult to run a sushi restaurant in the middle of the Midwest where getting a hold of sushi, fresh sushi shipped to you is hard. Now, with sushi, I just realized, some sushi, you can actually, and are required to, flash deep free the, freeze the fish to kill off the um, parasites in it anyway. But you get the idea. You want to make sure that your supply chain is in place. Because this restaurant I have a great supply chain. Can I get the ingredients I need? Is it possible to make this work? Look at every single thing. As a business, you got to learn something about supply chains if you're in any business. You got to look at the supply chain in this area. You got to look at the industry. How is this industry struggling as a whole? Is what you're doing, for example, buying an airline. Right now the airline industry is struggling. People are not traveling as much. Should you go buy a struggling business in a struggling industry? Maybe not. Unless you really think there's a way you can tweak it to do it. But again, you have to know something about it. I think that's the biggest thing is people jump into things not knowing because they just think that it will work itself. And I see it all the time. People will do things without knowing anything about it. They don't take the time to study. They think they might know it. Matter of fact, I did it. I thought I knew about running a business because I was in management before. I was wrong. Found out the hard way. Fortunately, the business I started took very little investment. I earned back my investment by the end of the year. My investment was so low, it was like a couple hundred bucks, and I made at least that by the end of the year. So my business has never really cost me money. I've always been able to make ends meet on my business the entire time I've been in business. And if you're going to be buying somebody else's business, you got to make sure it's profitable. If it's not profitable, If you don't know what's going on, if you don't know the industry, if you don't know the business, don't buy it. Because if you know it really well, you might be able to turn it around. If you don't, maybe not. For example, Gordon Ramsay. He is known for turning things around. He has several great restaurants. He's doing great. He's a real famous chef. He can walk into a restaurant and say, I like this location. I like this restaurant. I like the look and the aesthetic of this building. It's losing money. These people don't know what they're doing. They're not running it well. They are now selling this business because they're losing money and they're trying to stop the bleeding. He's Gordon Ramsay. He walks in, he buys the business, say. I'm just hypothetical. I don't know if he's ever done this, but he could. He walks in and redoes the entire kitchen, cleans the kitchen, reinstalls all new equipment, redoes the whole decor, maybe even changes the name of the restaurant, cleans it up, remakes a menu that fits local people's taste buds at their local price range, and in a few months' times, he's turning a profit, and he's doing great, because he knows how to fix it. He knows what he's doing. And he can go out and buy a restaurant and make it work, because he knows restaurants. Ah! Okay. There's something to do when recording, everyone. Um, For those on audio recording, I forgot I turned my lights on in my office on the uh, automatic sensor. And I was holding too still for too long doing this recording and the lights just shut off in the middle of me recording. So, okay, that was amusing. Anyway, (laughs) point being is this. If you want to buy a business, if you're listening to this and bootstrapping just my my opinion, my tips. If you want to buy a business, first of all, get the money in cash to buy the business. Wait until you have the money in cash to buy the business. Not just money to buy the business, by the way, another thought. Money enough to fix the business. Money enough to run the business for time. Because if you buy a business, especially if it's making a little bit of money, breaking even, or losing a little bit of money, and you want to try to bring that back, which is fine you need to have some money extra to fix problems to replace things to hire new staff to you need some cushion you need a, a bit of a cushion beyond just buying it you don't want to buy that pay the exact amount for the business and then have the business not make money and then you're stuck not making any money and now you're losing money and now you're stuck bad idea so you need to have enough money to buy the business in cash and then have a cushion to fix anything you need to do as you step into the ownership role. So first one, if you're going to buy a business, you want to have money to pay for it in cash and operate it. That way you don't get hit with something bad. Say you bought a restaurant and nowadays, and the restaurant business was booming because they lifted COVID restrictions like here in Norway, and then all of a sudden restrictions came, no one can come to your restaurant. Now you have to shut down for two months and you're going to earn nothing. And you're going to lose money because you're going to have to throw all the food in the restaurant that you can now now, no longer sell because of COVID restrictions. Now you're in trouble. If you bought the business and had money to maintain things for a while, extra cash, you're fine. Kind of have an emergency fund for your business when you buy a business. Just in case something like that happens. That way you can also say shut down and renovate the business for a while and be okay you want to make sure you have a buffer zone for that. Second, and actually more important than the first, you really need to know what business you're doing. you got to know something about it. And if you don't know something about it and you want to do it, learn something about it. This is the age of Google, YouTube, the internet. You can learn a lot about a business just from watching YouTube videos, from Googling, from doing research, from digging. And then you should go talk to a Restaurant owner, talk to a hotel owner, talk to a mechanic shop owner, talk to somebody, learn something about the business, learn something about the industry, try to figure something out of what makes this work, what doesn't. Talk to people, get knowledgeable. And then you might decide, well, maybe I shouldn't do this business. Or you might go, oh, this sounds like it's a lot of work, but it's fun. Let's do this. And at least you'll know what to do. Then you cannot lose your money because you'll have an idea. And then if you buy a business and you do the research, remember owning a business at least to start is going to be a lot of work. You have to do a lot of work. You also need to take breaks as well. That's another thing I've seen multiple own business owners, they're working the entire business, they're there you know, 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week trying to make their business work. And they're killing themselves, and it's not working. So, yeah, that's the other extreme. You don't want to kill yourself at the business. But you also have to be able to be an owner and take charge and step into the business and do the business as a business owner. you got to be able to do that. So when you do that, you have to work at it. You have to make sure initially that everything's going good. And once you get it going, you have to be involved. If you're going to own a business, you have to be someone involved. You have to at least understand who's running your restaurant, who's running your business, who's running your store. You've got a manager. Are they a good general manager? Do they know what they're doing? Um, why are they general manager? Why are they running the thing? Why What are their qualifications? Do your staff like them? Do they run the business the way you want them to? Do they follow your values? Once you get everything dialed in and you've got a guy Or gal on top that's running the place for you really really well, it's profitable. You still need to keep eyes on things. You got to check your profit and loss reports. You got to keep an eye on the pulse. You got to check. Hey, this month business wasn't that great. Is this normal? Is this a trend? Is this something wrong? Um, Check with your manager. Hey, look, this month was a little bit down. What's going on? Or this month it went up. Good things happened. Hey, did we do something different? What's going on? All these different things you got to pay attention to as an owner. You can't just leave it and forget it. If you want to buy a business as a straight investment and not deal with it, you should not buy a business. You should go buy stocks. You should go buy mutual funds. You should go invest in the stock market where you just buy and sell businesses basically or piece of business as share and deal with it on that level because you're not going to be able to succeed as a business owner if you just want a hands-off business that runs itself. And that doesn't work. Now, I know people that started a business, built a business, they're running a business, and they've got managers, and they don't have to be in their business anymore for it to operate, but they still pay attention, they still work a lot because, first of all, they love their business, they love their company. But it is self-sustaining right now. They got to that point. But they're still paying attention. They still have to watch those numbers. They still have to watch to make sure people are doing things the right way, make sure their managers are managing correctly, all that good stuff. Being a business owner is a job. You need to do it. And not be hands-off, not run away. Anyway, that's my thoughts on buying a pre-existing business. And you'll probably pick up, even as a bootstrapper, you own the business. It's all in there. Anyway, you guys have a great day. Um, Just one more heads up. Uh, I'm going to be trying to do one podcast a week now. Not two, one. Go down to one. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff with my family and stuff, plus the holidays. But going forward, I'm going to try to come up with a better plan for each podcast. I'm going to try to get more research behind the podcast. I'm going to try to get more details uh, for the video part, better visuals take more time to uh, upload, to find better ways editing, all that good stuff. I'm going to try to get better at each podcast individually. Now perhaps if I get a lot better and I've got more time, I can expand that out. But for now, we're, I'm going kind of down to one day a week. I'm going to try to start uploading on Fridays. Fridays will be the O'Connor Bootstrap upload day for either the podcast and the video cast for now. And hopefully, perhaps, I will be able to start getting a blog back up to connect the three, the two. So, anyway, talk to you later. You have a great day. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast for our companion podcast the Athos Business Podcast hosted by Jason St. Clair past episodes and related blogs check out our website at www.athos.com which is e-o-z.com, or atheoz.com until next time I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur Isaiah O'Connor